joining me uh, for what is devotion number three uh, from the series that we began earlier this week uh, called From the Beginning Until the End, uh, the story of creation, rebellion, salvation, and consummation. And speaking to our associate pastor, Josh McDaniel, earlier today uh, about these themes, uh, uh, his way of identifying them is very similar to mine. He spoke of creation, corruption, rescue, and restoration. And so the same idea that the Bible fundamentally unpacks, explains, presents uh, these four things. Uh, the story of creation, again, uh, why there's something rather than nothing. Uh, the, the reality of our corruption or our uh, rebellion against God. Again, why is it that life is so difficult, and, and why is it as Christians we believe in the necessity of the gospel? And then again, what has God done to reverse uh, this curse, this reality of, of corruption? And then again, how will God bring all things to their appropriate end? And so today I want to speak about salvation. And if you have a Bible and can open it, uh, we're in the book of Genesis, uh, chapter 3. We're going to look at two verses this morning. Uh, verse 15 of chapter 3 and verse 21 of uh, chapter 3. And chapter 3 is the uh, uh, narrative that describes for us uh, the events of Adam's rebellion and then God's response of pronouncing upon that couple and their posterity uh, the curse for their willful rebellion against Almighty God. And so, because of the events of Genesis 3, uh, all of the descendants of Adam, which is, again, the entirety of the human race, uh, they are placed under the curse of sin and death, and they, uh, they need, they are born into the world with the need for a Savior. A Savior that can reverse the curse of death and bring reconciliation. Uh, because there is estrangement between God and man. Uh, because man is born uh, spiritually dead and in his very nature he is hostile to God. And so God has acted, or from the perspective of the book of Genesis, he is going to act. And in verse 15 of Genesis 3, uh, we get a glimpse. Uh, it's not, uh, we don't get a full color uh, presentation, a fully orbed presentation of what God is going to do. Uh, certainly, uh, having the benefit of the entirety of the Bible, we can see clearly what uh, God is uh, uh, foreshadowing here. Uh, but, uh, but it's, uh, again, a glimpse of what God is going to do to reconcile His rebellious creatures. Verse 15, I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. And then verse 21 says that, And the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skins and clothed them. And so, uh, God first of all uh, speaks of the reality that the human race 
is going to be made up of essentially two families. Uh, the, the offspring that is aligned with the serpent, with Satan, and the offspring that will ultimately be aligned with the one that's going to be known as the seed, the offspring of the woman, and uh, he will be the Savior. And so this seed of the woman, this offspring, is, is going to, to be harmed by the serpent, but he is going to ultimately destroy the serpent. And then we get a picture uh, as chapter 3 closes of God acting uh, to cover this guilt and shame of the man and woman. Because remember, they were shamed by their nakedness. Where previously they had been naked and unashamed, now they were ashamed because of, again, uh, their guilt in rebelling against God. And so we, we see that salvation is going to come through a man. That man is going to be known as Jesus Christ. Now, we don't know it in Genesis 3, but we know it now because of the fullness of the revelation of God, that the man is going to have a unique relationship to the woman. Well, we know that uh, the Bible explains to us how it is that God became man, that the Holy Spirit is going to come upon uh, this young lady, the Virgin Mary, and she's going to conceive uh, the, the Savior, the, the God-man, the only begotten of the Heavenly Father. And then this text teaches us that, that salvation is going to involve the shedding of blood, that these animals had to be sacrificed, they had to exchange their life so that this guilty pair would have a covering. And so there's going to be the, the shedding of a, a blood that is done by a substitute, someone that will stand in the place of the guilty so that the guilt and the shame may be covered. And so this salvation accomplished by the seed or the offspring of the woman who shall be harmed, but he shall destroy the serpent shall be accomplished through the shedding of blood and shall the accomplishment shall cover the guilt and the shame uh, as he dies in our place as he reconciles us through the shedding of this blood and so we see again kind of just the the first glimpse that God begins to reveal to us that, that He is not going to abandon His image bearers even though they're fallen, even though they're marred, even though their disposition is hostile to Him, even though they are born with an inclination to go their own way and to choose that which offends God. God is going to work and He is going to send a unique reconciler through, through uh, this human race, of the human race, for the human race, so that they may be reconciled to the holy God. And so again, there is a necessity to salvation because of what? Because of this act of rebellion against God. So thank you for joining with me today. I pray that God would use these uh, thoughts 
uh, in your heart to make, give you a greater understanding, greater appreciation, and maybe even a greater ability to, to share the good news of a gospel of a Savior whose name is Jesus Christ. God bless you.